What is up, everyone? Welcome to a brand new episode of uh, Rock the Dragon, a Dragon Ball Super podcast. As always, I'm your host, Tim Bridgewater. Uh, as always, I'm going to sort of encourage you to go check out my other two podcasts, Geekly Dose, as well as Republic City Report, a Legend of Core podcast. Uh, both of those podcasts are, of course, available on Stitcher as well as iTunes.com. Um, you know, I never really kind of elaborated on this, I don't think, but uh, for some of you, some of you have obviously seen The Legend of Core because you follow me from Republic City Report to this podcast. But for any of you who haven't, uh, go watch it. <laughs> you know, I just realized that I, you know, that's an incredible show. I mean, you, obviously this is a Dragon Ball podcast, so I'm not going to get too deep into that. Uh, but uh, what made me really think about this is that I finally, and, and my listeners from my old podcast will probably be really surprised hearing me say this, but I just, like, in the, this weekend, finally got around to buying Avatar The Last Airbender. On DVD, the entire series, okay, and of course, the Legend of the Legend of Core is the successor to that show. So, if you haven't seen either of those, you should definitely watch those, okay. I mean, I I recommend Dragon Ball Z, of course, to any and everybody, but I would also recommend those two shows to any and everybody as well. I mean, the Avatar: The Last Airbender is right up there with Dragon Ball Z for me. Um, in terms of just like my favorite animated shows of all time, you know, and The Legend of Korra is up there, too. But I mean, you know, I prefer Avatar because that, that one was just better. But The Legend of Korra is, is pretty incredible, too. So, I mean, if you haven't had a chance to check those shows out, check them out. And then you can listen to Republic City Report. My podcast is still up, you know, every episode um, beginning from season two on into the very end okay so season one there, there won't be any podcast episodes with that but season two you can jump in the podcast and listen to it like it's brand new it's all still relevant so if you like this podcast uh you know and you want to watch legend of core make sure you check that one out also like i said geekly those we talked about everything i talked a little bit about legend of Korra, avatar dragon ball z plus a lot of marvel dc stuff over that podcast now that one's kind of old but you know it's still fun and a lot of that stuff is still relevant so uh, by all means make sure you go check those out now speaking of checking things out guys i need your i need your serious like help here okay uh take a moment right now i want you to pause the podcast okay pause it like now okay i'll give you a second to pause it (laughs) wait sorry (laughs) don't pause it until i tell you what i need first then pause it and go do it okay uh facebook.com slash rock the dragon podcast go like that page go like it okay it's super simple you your facebook app is right there next to your podcast app or whatever anyway Go ahead and hit that button. Type in Rock the Dragon Podcast in the search bar. Go to the page. Click like. Simple. Done. That page only has about 29 likes on it. Uh, I know I have more listeners than that. (laughs) I know for a fact I have a good bit of more listeners than that. Uh, Just go like the page. I mean, you know, I it's very it's 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 getting harder to get to for this podcast to grow. Right. And this is where it starts, you know. Just by uh, just being able to kind of like start with that page and then that that'll that'll it, trust me when I say it is a necessary motivation. Uh, and if you guys are enjoying this podcast and that's, you know, I, I hope that wouldn't be too much to ask of you. Uh, and I, I actually I recently just posted a little screenshot that explains uh, in four or five super easy steps on how to leave an iTunes review. So if you're feeling extra generous and you want to do that. 
uh, do that as well. He's on. This is we're getting close to episode 25. Um, I'm just not seeing the progress that I hope for in terms of that page. Now, I appreciate everybody who's liked the page so far. Obviously, thank you guys so much. And if you guys are willing to share it and just talk about it a little bit to your friends, that'd be great. Um, it's kind of but it's hard kind of br- trying to break out when, when you have a new podcast like this. So it's, I, I need my my fans and listeners. I need you guys help to uh, to help me do that. Uh, and obviously, the, the bigger this podcast becomes, the more it grows, the more likely it'll last, you know. Um, so if you have a moment, please go do that for me now. With that being said, uh, I'm going to talk about I got a little Dragon Ball talk here that I want to start off with before we jump into the, the episode, uh, as well as uh, an email to read for our segment called What Are You Saying? OK, so if there's something that you have, you want to say a question, comment, etc. about Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super, maybe even GT a little bit. Uh, make sure you send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, but that'll be in a second. So um, I've been kind of mentioning this in the past few episodes. I just uh, recently rewatched uh, seven uh, seasons seven, eight, and nine of Dragon Ball Z because uh, if you listen to episode zero, where I kind of broke down my thoughts on Dragon Ball Z, the entire series from start to finish, you 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 recall that I've mentioned several times that anything after Cell, I had probably only seen once or twice. Okay. As compared to the rest of the series where I've seen, uh, I don't know, 12, 13 times, <laughs> you know, because I was never a big fan of any of all that stuff. So pretty much all the Majin Buu stuff, I was never a big fan of that. Like, it, that's kind of the worst of the series, in my opinion. So I hadn't watched those as much. So I decided I was going to go back and rewatch those because I'm kind of tired of not remembering shit. <laughs> OK, like I want to be able to reference those seasons and know what I'm talking about. So I've been rewatching them. Now I just rewatched season nine uh about in the past week or so. Now I will I'll say this really quickly. Uh it's still the worst series. It's still the worst saga of the series. I mean that hasn't changed. <laughs> that hasn't changed at all. Now what's interesting about it is that it's actually some of the best animation that we've gotten out of the entire series. And I guess that makes sense because it was the most recent right like the later it got the better things started to look now there were one or two episodes in there where it was kind of crappy but for the most part the way those characters were drawn and everything towards those last few episodes uh of the series where they were fighting kid boo and everything looked incredible like i i I found myself watching those and being like gosh i wish super looked like this (laughs) you know just same color palettes and everything just hd you know, but they they really just changed a lot of stuff. But I'm saying all this to say that I completely forgot. And, and this is something I'm kind of I don't know. I'm a little bit embarrassed about because I'm supposed to be this Dragon Ball connoisseur. Um, I completely forgot that at the end of Dragon Ball Z, they did a 10 year time jump. Right. So uh, we actually do get to see Trunks grow up and Goten grow up and uh it, Vegeta and Bulma have a daughter named Bulla and uh, and Pan is like, you know, a kid fighting in the world martial. Like, I forgot about all that stuff. So the question is, is that this completely changes sort of the perspective that I went into Dragon Ball Super with. Right. Because this means that not only did they disregard Dragon Ball GT completely with Super, but they also disregarded the very end of Dragon Ball Z. 
So they're even pretending like that didn't happen. Now, unless, okay, and this is something that they could probably still pull off. Um, I mean, in a weird way, unless Dragon Ball Super is taking place in that 10 year gap, which could still work. Like technically the way the series ended, if you remember, um, it was 10 years later after defeating Boo, uh, Goku, um, there was a world martial arts tournament again and Goku realized that Oob, remember Oob? But see that, see that also explains why Oob's not in Dragon Ball Super. It's because none of that stuff has happened. They, <laughs> they cut, they, they pretended that that time jump never happened. Or, like I said, maybe it'll happen later and they will somehow manage to fit Dragon Ball Super in that 10 year period. But uh, that explains why Oob is not on the show, because that stuff hasn't happened. They cut it before that. You know, the series Dragon Ball Super picks up, I think, like three months after Boo. But Dragon Ball Z actually ended 10 years after Boo was defeated. And that is I mean, that is something that I just completely forgot, because once again, I hadn't seen those seasons uh, in a long time. So it was refreshing to me to rewatch that and be like, oh, right, I forgot. Like, Goten grew up, Trunks grew up. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. Like, I remember Pan and I remember Bulla and all of that, but I was thinking that that was GT. I was thinking that they didn't do the time jump until GT. I, I forgot that it happened in Dragon Ball Z, technically. Uh, so I don't know. I, I kind of learned something new. I was reminded of something that I completely forgot about, and I just thought that that was... Uh, it was very cool, but it's it's you know it makes you wonder if they're not if Dragon Ball Super is not taking place in that ten year gap, uh, then why didn't they just let Dragon Ball Super take place where Dragon Ball Z left off at, and that was after those ten years with Oob and Pan already being a little kid and Goten and Trunks being grown up and Vegeta and Bulma having another kid and etc. Now, the easy answer to that would be, well, you know, you got a 10 year span of time in there. That's a lot. You can tell a lot of stories in there uh, while, you know, everyone is still young. Um, so it'd be interesting. You know, I haven't been obviously I haven't been watching a Japanese dub, so I don't know how how far along in time uh, things have have transpired in, in the Japanese dub. Right. So I don't know timeline wise where they're at. I think. I don't think much time has passed, but I don't know. Uh, but it would be interesting to see if they somehow brought it back around so that <laughs> it ended the same way Dragon Ball Z did. Or, you know, at some point pick up with that and with Oob and everything like that. So I just thought I just thought that that was interesting. And I figured I'd come on here and mention that because I don't know how many of you might have forgotten about that, too. Because, I mean, the gosh, man, it's what, 291 episodes of Dragon Ball Z? <laughs> it gets hard to remember everything. Especially when the Boo Saga just wasn't very good. I mean, geez, it, it reminded me why I didn't like it. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some fun moments in there. There's some cool stuff in there. But most of it, you know, is season nine was pretty much one big fight from like, you know, episode one to 30 or whatever, you know, and that sounds like a good thing, except it was just filled with a bunch of with Boo's bullshit. I mean, just all of his transformations and him absorb. I mean, Boo, <laughs> Majin Boo, is the most the mo one of the most overpowered characters I think I've ever witnessed in any sort of fiction. 
you know and you kind of have to go back and watch that to see what i'm talking about but this guy i mean not only can he regenerate and turn himself into liquid and make himself uh bend and like like mr fantastic and he can turn people into cookies and candy and then he can absorb people and then he can also obviously fly and he can learn your techniques very quickly uh he can also heal people <laughs> I mean, it's like they gave him every single ability in the book. Uh, and so after a while, it just got really stupid. You know, you, you, you'd be asking yourself a question. Um, why are we even still trying to fight this guy at this point? You know, you think at some point they would have been like, let's maybe we should just try to trap him. Right. Let's let's try to retrap Boo into this egg. And it just bothered me that nobody thought about that. You know, you might say, well, they needed Bobbity to do that, right? But Bobbity was dead. But we get to see all those guys. I mean, there's a lot of like other world hopping going on in there. Because I mean, Vegeta is technically still dead, but he's brought back to Earth to fight Boo. And then Goku was dead, but then Elder Kai gives Goku his life, and then Goku's brought back to life. So Goku, <laughs> Vegeta's dead, Goku's alive, but they're both still on Earth fighting each other, okay? And they both still fuse and all of that. And Boo manages to travel to other worlds somehow, even though he's not dead. And there's just a lot of inconsistencies and like stupid plot hole shit in that, in that series, uh, in that saga. Uh, but I mean, they could have, my point is, is that they could have gotten in touch with Bobby. It wouldn't have been hard because they already established that they can pretty much go anywhere and do whatever they want. Once you once you like achieve a certain amount of power. So I'm thinking to myself, just put him back in the damn egg, you know, and it just <laughs> because how many times I can I, I lost count how many times Boo regenerated during that season. And every time they would stand there like they were surprised. And I'm like, he regenerates. That's what he does. Every time you blow him up, he regenerates. Why? Why is you? Why is it still so shocking? So. Oh, anyway, <laughs> that's just a little venting about that, that, uh, that saga. But, uh, yeah, I just, I forgot about the time jump. So I just thought that that was cool. All uh, right. I mean, don't, like I said, I remember them growing up, but I just was thinking that that, and I haven't seen Dragon Ball GT. I mean, I watched Dragon Ball GT once. Okay. Once. And I have it on VHS. So I probably won't be watching it again anytime soon. Uh, but I, you know, I forgot about the time jump. So I just figured I'd mention that because that kind of changes my perspective on some of the things in Dragon Ball Super, you know, uh, but not not much. So anyway, you have any questions, comments, thoughts about any of that stuff? Uh, send me an email or a message. Uh, Facebook.com slash Rock the Dragon Podcast. Also Rock the Dragon Podcast at gmail.com. And this is the perfect point to switch over to the email segment called What Are You Saying? So you'd like to be a part of this segment. Um make sure you send me an email and and i forgot to mention this <laughs> remember this is episode 22 of the podcast right episode 25 is coming up in a couple weeks um i want to do something special for that i do have a couple of ideas of some things i'm going to try to do but most importantly i need to get your recommendations suggestions and things you want to hear me talk about okay so make sure you get those emails in Rock the Dragon Podcast at gmail.com. That being said, I'm going to switch over here. I got a message here from Brent. Brent is a frequent listener and he always sends me messages about things with cool stuff here. So let's see. 
Brent writes, when you were talking about how much time has passed, it got me thinking, how did Gohan lose that much power over a short time? Super started three months after Buu Saga, and it's been maybe a year since Beerus. He went seven years from Cell to Buu and didn't train or lose anything, but a little over a year and he can't become Ultimate Gohan or even go Super Saiyan 2 anymore. So this question is, uh, I guess... Uh, this is referring to episode 21 of the show. Yeah, where he's the last, you know, not this episode, but the one before where he's talking about he's kind of making a comment that he, you know, he may not even be able to go to Super Saiyan. He's talking about how much weaker he's, he, he has become. And Brent, you're basically asking, you know, how did he lose that much power in a short time? Uh, that's a very good question. And you know what? And since I actually just rewatched the Boo Saga, it it kind of gives me a little bit more of a perspective on this i think um you know when gohan became ultimate gohan it was for a very short amount of time i don't know if i don't know if people realize how short that was uh i mean he sat down <laughs> with elder kai in this 20 hour process where he just kind of did some elder kai magic stuff to him for 20 hours boosted his power became ultimate gohan uh, but he really didn't spend that much time as Ultimate Gohan. I mean, he he got that power boost. He went back to Earth. He fought Boo for like I don't know, twenty minutes. Got absorbed, and that was it. <laughs> and then we he we didn't even see him again really until right when the Boo was almost dead. Uh, because go because he actually died too. I mean, he got absorbed and then he died because Boo blew up the entire fucking planet. Uh, so I, if I had to kind of, you know, pick this apart, I would say that he's had such little time spent as Ultimate Gohan that it wouldn't be something that he could easily just jump back into without some kind of training or prep. Now, um, I don't think there's a reason to believe right now he can't read Super Saiyan 2. Now, he does. He obviously does go Super Saiyan in this episode. Uh, whether or not it was technically level two, I didn't really notice, but. I think the point is just that he hasn't been practicing, even even if it's only been a year or something. I get, I mean, you know, if you just haven't done anything within that time, uh, I guess it would be kind of hard to to kind of reach those levels again. I mean, that's all I can kind of assume by that. Um, but the real <laughs> the real answer is probably that the writers just wanted to depower him a lot for some reason. They probably just want to tone his powers down. Just to give him a reason to have to struggle through this fight with Frieza. I mean, it wouldn't be the craziest thing. Because uh, they've definitely done crazier. So that would kind of be my sort of maybe explanation for that. But there really is no right or wrong answer to that question. Because I really think it's just kind of a writing thing that they did to just, you know, maybe increase some of the dramatic effect here. Okay, so Brent, thanks again for messaging me. All right. So at this point, it's time to jump over to the episode talk. Uh, of course, this episode of Rock the Dragon podcast is going to cover episode 22, Dragon Ball Super, titled Change, an Unexpected Return. His name is Ginyu. So the and and I, I shit you not, this actually happened. The, I was watching the episode. The moment I saw the title, I said this out loud. I said, he's going to change bodies with Tagama. I said that out loud. Super obvious, I guess, right? 
and that's what happens <laughs> okay but we'll, we'll we'll build up to that now what was interesting about this is that it, well obviously if you listen to the last episode of the podcast you remember me kind of speculating i kind of ended the podcast with this question well how the hell is ginyu still around i was trying to figure it out you know i started saying i started trying to retrace our steps in dragon ball z to see how he could have survived this and i still don't think they did the best explanation i mean i think i could have you know uh, i think i could probably still uh, poke some holes in that and this explanation if i really tried to but I, it, my brain hurts <laughs> i don't i don't want to uh but the short version of that is well you know back whenever they wished everybody other than goku and uh goku and frieza from namek over to planet earth because remember namek was about to explode is that ginyu was in there he was included in that now i I mean i guess technically that could be right but i don't i wasn't aware that that wish included all of the wildlife too i mean so (laughs) not only did that frog apparently come over but every weird sea creature and animal on that planet must be on earth now as well and every bug and every strain of bacteria and everything that had any sort of life in it must be transferred over to i mean it's still kind of a stretch though right uh i just think they wanted to just bring in you back for some reason and i'm not I, i can't say i'm a fan of it um i actually like tagama the way that he was uh, and now they're just basically changing him into Captain Ginyu um, but we'll build back up to that once again so the episode kind of starts right right where we left off at now uh, Tagama's basically challenging everyone he's been talking about how he's been training with Frieza for four months yada 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 you know he says something about getting beat to a pulp every day for four months <laughs> with Frieza and then being reconstructed in the machine and being more becoming more powerful after every i mean he's not a saiyan but i guess maybe whatever race he is it works that way um but so we get a quick little battle here where he's just kind of showing how strong he is piccolo jumps in there and gives him a good punch gets his arm torn off of course piccolo can regenerate though so uh that's not a, a big deal here uh <clears throat> gohan kind of jumps in and kind of saves him a little bit and, you know, right whenever Tagama's kind of running his mouth a little bit too much, uh, Gotenks shows up. So, you know, they le- they left Gotenks out of it. They left Gohan and Trunks out of it. But he kind of shows up on his own and really just comes in and gets a, one, a really good strike in on Tagama, just kind of shutting him up. Um, which I, I, I guess I'm not sure exactly what they were trying to go for with that. I mean, I guess they were they're just pretty much saying, OK, well, he's strong, but <laughs> Gotenks is still stronger maybe uh but you know i don't this moment is just kind of stupid because the second goating shows up he does that and then the the fusion runs out as if goten and trunks have not done this fusion enough times by now <laughs> to know how much time they have i mean why would they fuse fly around doing nothing for like 29 minutes and then show up and not expect to split. I mean, it just, I know they're kids, but they've, once again, I just rewatched the Boo Saga. So they had plenty of time. They know better by now than to do that. 
<laughs> so I don't, once again, this is where the writing starts to get kind of bad, right? Because they're just trying to find every single excuse they can to make it so that Frieza is a threat again, because he shouldn't be a threat. And this is something I've talked about. You know, it's 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 still pretty dumb to me that he would be on everyone else's level only after four months. He shouldn't be. OK, so basically they just they found these convenient sort of ways to uh, make it so that these guys would actually have to be a challenge. That's why Majin Buu is a conveniently asleep. Right. Gohan conveniently hasn't trained in a while. Uh, Gotenks conveniently showed up right before the fusion wore out. Um, so, I mean, don't get me wrong. They have to they have to get this in a position to where Captain Ginyu is a threat. So you can't have Super Saiyan 3 Gotenks show up there and whoop ass because he should be more powerful than all of these people. Like, it doesn't even, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't care if Tagama got beaten up by Frieza for four months. He shouldn't be strong. So they're trying to get all these characters in a position to where uh, these guys are actually a threat. So I get why they're doing it. It's just not being done well. Okay, so then we get to the point, well, Ginyu finally, you know, transfers back into, uh, he, he, transfers, he transfers over into Tagama's body by writing change now. And the that's another thing. I mean, in the past, Ginyu was always the one who had to say that in order for that transformation to happen. But for some reason, Tagama can say it and it still works. I don't, I don't get it. Come on, let's start being consistent with the way these things work. This is frustrating as hell, okay? They keep changing the rules for things and it, it's giving me a headache. But anyway, okay. So yeah, Frieza seems to be incredibly accepting of this, by the way. You know, I thought he would be a little bit like weirded out or confused. He's like, no, no, it's Ginyu. You know, he's he just took out Tagama and now it's Ginyu and Tagama's body. Um, and, th and this is where we get like this sort of, you know, ex explanation. You know, I was asking last episode where how did he get to Earth and yada, yada, yada and all this stuff. And I mean, hell, they explained it. Uh, the chances of him surviving for like 10 years as a frog. I don't know. I don't <laughs> I don't know how likely that would be, but fine, fine. OK. Because not only that, remember, the entire planet was destroyed by Boo also. So even if he was on planet Earth, he should have been killed once again when the world blew up. And if I remember correctly, when Vegeta made his wish, he wished back everyone who was killed um, the morning since since the morning of the World Martial Arts Tournament. So, OK, so that was the people that he killed himself when he was Majin Vegeta. And then everyone else that was killed after that point. Um, so was the frog included in that? I mean, should he have been included in that? I don't know. Like, because he didn't, it's not like they said, he didn't make a wish saying we wish back everyone who was killed, period, when the world blew up. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I know, I know, I'm, I'm overthinking this shit. This is Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I'm, let, I'm letting the frustrations get to me. Uh, okay, anyway, back to the episode now. Uh, but yeah, so we get a little bit of a flashback here from Ginyu and, you know, basically there's not a lot that happens on this episode. OK, I mean, it's most of it takes place in the same spot on the battlefield. Uh, we get a little bit of back and forth between Frieza and everyone. Um, not forgetting that Tian and uh, and Master Roshi are out there on the battlefield, too. 
Um, you know, I have to say this about Tian, and this is something that I, I remembered uh, while rewatching the recent seasons. Uh, there was a question that I got a couple of episodes back about my favorite character design in Dragon Ball Z. Uh, and I think I said Trunks, Future Trunks, and I still stand by that. But man, if Tian doesn't have the most badass wardrobe, like every <laughs> every time that dude shows up, he just looks awesome. Like he has he he has my favorite wardrobe because every time they show him, he you know he'll disappear for a while. He'll come back and he'll be wearing something completely different. He always looks like a fucking boss. So I just want to throw that in there. So but basically, you know, Captain Ginyu, the new the newly <laughs> the newly formed Captain Ginyu has uh, is pretty much just whooping everybody's ass at this point. Okay. Now at some point Boma runs back to the ship. She goes to get some dessert because she's thinking, okay, if we can maybe get Whis here, then he can let Goku and Vegeta know uh, that that you know Frieza has arrived and uh, we can use the help. Now at this point we transition over to Beerus's planet and we do get to see Goku and Vegeta for a little bit here. Uh, they do end up in this weird sort of place. Then I kind of speculate about this. They're in some this 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 room that uh, has a lot of similarities to the hyperbolic time chamber. So um, they're going to get a lot of intense training in in a short amount of time. They've they've, they've already starting to learn a few things about uh, being able to channel their energy and power up without letting any of it leak out and keeping it in. Um, so uh, that'll be interesting, right? I, I'm just wondering how they're going to show that, you know, because one of the coolest things about uh, the Dragon Ball worlds when they're powering up is having that, that energy aura sur surrounding them, you know? So if they're going to start powering up without that, then I'm not sure how I'm going to think about it, feel about that. <laughs> but we, we'll see how that turns out. Uh, I mean, obviously, we know what this is all building toward, and that's the uh, transformation. Uh, so we don't we don't see them for long, but that's we do learn that we learn that they're in a place that's very reminiscent of the hyperbolic time chamber. So then we rejoin the battle, and Gohan finally goes Super Saiyan. Um, you know, it's not clear if it's level two or not necessarily. I don't recall there being any electricity in his aura, but that's not always been a 100% sort of definitive uh, thing that happens <laughs> necessarily because, you know, Dragon Ball Z had a hard time of keeping up with its own rules sometimes. So who knows? Uh, I would imagine that it is because why would he not power up completely? And speaking of that, some of these shots when he's fighting, when he's after he turns Super Saiyan, he's fighting Ginyu. Oh man, like ugh, the animation kind of sucks there. Like I mean, I, I get it. Like Gohan is, is is has been working out, so he's thinner. But you know, he just looks really skinny in some of these shots. And don't get me wrong, I know that like for um, in certain scenarios in Dragon Ball, they will intentionally draw the characters differently in an exaggerated sort of a way to make a point, right? Like sometimes when they're yelling, their heads will be really, really big or, you know, they'll, you know, their eyes will get really, really big if they're surprised or shocked or flabbergasted about something. It's to play up the mood of whatever's going on. But I don't think that's what was going on. I think they just drew that really badly. <laughs> but so, you know, that happens and he starts to kind of win the fight until Frieza steps in. Frieza steps in in what is somewhat of a painful sort of 
seeing the watch, you know, he starts to just kind of taunt Gohan and shoot him because he's having flashbacks uh, to Goku on Namek, um, which happens a lot in this episode. I mean, Frieza's got great memory, by the way. He can see people like once and just be able to. I mean, he knew that Goten was Goku's son. He knew that Gohan was the same Gohan, even though he's completely grown up. Now, it's like he doesn't even look the same. His hair is different and everything. But, uh, you know, it's just for flashback purposes. So, uh, But, yeah, he just kind of, you know, he does his trademark sort of Frieza, one finger, uh, Dodon Ray or whatever that thing is called, Blast. And it just kind of starts to pick him apart with that. Uh, and he gets to a point to where, you know, he's, he's taunting him and he's even about to finish him off with some with this final blast and at the last possible second piccolo jumps in there so very reminiscent of uh back when napa first arrived and uh napa was about to blow gohan to smithereens and piccolo jumped in and sacrificed himself to do it so it seems like that he's doing that again here now i don't we don't know if he's dead uh or what I have lost track at this point of how of what the rules are with the Dragon Balls. I don't know how many times people can be wished back. Uh, I think it used to be if you had already been wished back once, you couldn't come back. But I, I feel like they broke those rules a long time ago. I mean, because Piccolo, he's already died at least two or three times in Dragon Ball Z. So I don't I don't know exactly what's going to happen with this, but. You know, we'll we'll tune in next episode to find out. But that's how it ends. Uh, I felt like the ending was a bit sudden. You know, I almost wish they would have let that marinate a little bit. Uh, you know, the dramatic effect was kind of lost there, I think, because of how quickly it happened. I mean, he jumped in there, he took the blast, and then the episode just kind of ended. You know, um, but you know, we'll see. So I'm sure you can tell, but I, you know, I'm just not a fan of this. I wasn't a fan of this episode. I'm not, I'm really not a fan of any of this Frieza shit so far. Uh, and it, you know, it, it, I wish I could blame it on the fact that I've already seen Resurrection F, but I can't. It's just everything that's happening here is just kind of dumb. <laughs> I'm sorry. It is. Uh, but we, we knew this was coming, right? I mean, I, I've heard from day one, even from pe- people who've watched the Japanese dub, that the two first sagas were the toughest to get through. I mean, just. You know, Battle of God's Resurrection F. So, obviously, I'm going to stick with it. Uh, if you disagree or agree with that and you want to let me know, obviously, you can send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, head over to facebook.com slash rockthedragonpodcast. Please, 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 please uh, like that page. That will be a huge help to me. <laughs> huge help. Uh, obviously, once again, uh, episode 25 is coming up. So get your suggestions and recommendations in for that. If you would you want to see or, or hear me talk about, etc., we can discuss it more over on the page. If you want to go over there and give it a like, uh, I've been posting some things on every now and then. So uh, make sure you uh, go check it out. Uh, I think that about does it for this episode, guys. So I'm just going to say uh, until next time for Rock the Dragon podcast, I'm Tim Bridgewater, and I will see you next time.